What's up? What? <laughs> I said I do have your video. Sorry. <laughs> I you know it's it's weird because like they're like so when I watch the counting happen like it'll get to like three or four seconds and then I'll start over again so I was like I'm not quite sure what the hell is happening so I just kind of make sure it doesn't happen but uh, it's gotcha. solid. What's up, everybody? I am Travis Thing. and I'm Cartoon Joe, and welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something. And a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has got them all. All you got to do is go to CarterComics.com, check out their amazing store, fill your card up with all their amazing products, use the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, and you'll save 10% on your entire order. Not just on their website, but also their eBay account. The link to it can be found on their homepage of CarterComics.com. You'll be able to save not only 10% with our discount code, but they are currently offering free shipping on your orders. Plus, if you buy more than just one product, you will get an additional 10% off using their multi-sale discount. So, want to buy more than one one comic? Go do it at CarterComics.com. You'll save 10, 20% off overall, plus getting free shipping. So. Nice. Go help out small mom pop shops. Bye bye at CarterComics.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook as we do a uh, Carter Comic Pick of the Week every Monday. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, just kind of just picking a comic and say, hey, buy this one because it looks good. <sighs> Joe, I didn't ask you last time, but I'll ask you this time. Uh, What? Can I answer me? I didn't hear you. You cut out for a second. <laughs> I cut out. Ah, geez. I guess, I guess the world doesn't want to know how you're doing. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing Joe, all right. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing? doing good? What are you, what are you freaking drinking today? I, uh, well, currently nothing. I, uh, I, I ran out of coffee on the last show and, uh, waited too long to decide if I wanted more in between episodes. So, should have got myself a water. That would have been the smart thing. Water is delicious. I am drinking a uh, a different coffee. Uh, it is it is another Keurig, uh, and this one is called Duncan Turtle Love. Ooh, yeah, Duncan yeah, I figure between all the uh, aggressive uh, arguments between me and Nubby over at the JW podcast, I might as well start showing Turtle a little bit love. So I'll be drinking uh, Turtle Love. I'm not sure how it tastes yet, but. Uh, Oh, it tastes like I assume Turtle Love would taste. Yeah. 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 Does Adorable, like... but weird. Okay. Perfect. That answered my question. <laughs> it's actually not bad. It tastes like regular coffee. So I'm not sure. In my mind, when I, when I selected it, I was like, oh, maybe it tastes like those, uh, chocolate covered turtles. You know? Yeah. That's what it should taste like, right? Caramel, pecan, yeah. and chocolate. Yeah. It doesn't though. Just, uh, maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Who knows? I, I don't know if my, um, my taste for uh different coffee flavors is um, elegant enough to mm. uh enjoy different flavors uh I know I spent years just drinking straight up black coffee and if I do put stuff in it, it's usually uh at a diner drinking diner coffee, which you would think diner coffee wouldn't be great, but it's delicious i I think diner coffee is the best coffee 
not because it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it. It's it's not that it's good. I wouldn't want it anywhere outside of a diner, but it is somehow perfect. I I, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe the context, uh, the fact that it's the same cup every time. I I'm a big I'm a big consistency fan. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons. Like I don't love Starbucks, but if I have to meet somebody somewhere for coffee, it's Starbucks yes. because I know what I'm going to get. It's going to be the mm-hmm. same thing, and we can find it everywhere. Well, when you go to Starbucks, do you get, like, a regular black coffee, or do you try the, uh, like, I know when we did the uh, the flavored, uh, holiday-flavored drinks uh, stuff over uh, on YouTube for Freak Night Studios, uh, we were talking about, I think, espressos or something like that. Yeah. I, I mostly just get the regular coffee. Yeah. Gotcha. Either, uh, I, I usually leave it up to the barista. Um, mm-hmm. but, do, they do, uh, do they do free refills on coffee there? If you stay more than uh, one cup, uh, they used to. Um, now it's like with your with your card or whatever. It's uh, I think fifty cents, which is fine. I mean, whatever, fifty cents is what a cup of coffee should cost in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, never mind that it's coming from like the equator or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do enjoy a cup of coffee, especially like I, 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 I know. I'd enjoy life a little bit more if I made diner breakfasts a more consistent thing in my life. Amen to that. I, um, man, nothing better. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like, especially like when you can like walk in there and, and that's one of the reasons like whenever like me and Derek have been hanging out recently and stuff like that, we, uh, you know, I say, Hey, I'll meet you at Yanni's and Mantino because Yanni's is one of the best diners in the area. And there's a, there's a few guys and there's small, I mean, being in a small town, there's, diners all over the place and but Yanni's has always been the 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 consistent one you know nothing I'm not taking anything against uh the corner cafe I'm not taking anything away from Mayberries and stuff they they're good food too but for some reason Yanni's is just nostalgic I guess in a sense you know yeah and uh yeah yeah, it's just I just love the fact I could walk in there and you know, I could get a ham and cheese omelet with some hash browns, a uh, side of toast or pancakes, and their coffee. And uh, I know I'll go through like three or four cups of coffee just sitting there. And um, obviously, by the time the day's over, I'm ready to go home. And uh, you know, I guess in a sense of not trying to sound too gross, but I guess it's gonna be gross clearing myself out, if you will. Which, uh, which this coffee's doing it. Uh, warm water, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Like, if, if you ever needed a an aid in bowel movements, warm water. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my, I don't know the kind of shows my dad watches anymore. Being retired in his seventies and being home all day, but it seems like every time I talk to him, there's always something new he wants to share with me as far as uh, dieting and losing weight. And at one point, it was. Apple cider vinegar, which that was a consistent popular norm for the longest time. Uh, lemon water. Now he's on the uh, drink warm water kick. Nice. Uh, because warm water is supposed to help you lose weight, and in a sense it does. And, um, you know, going through this whole, like, journey of trying to find better ways to live life and find better ways to lose weight and find better ways to just make an overall better life, uh, you look at the differences in what cold water and hot water do for or warm water and cold water do for you. And not only like does it change, like does it help in showering, uh, but also drinking it too. Like cold water, 
overall helps you burn fat. Uh, it's called like brown fat. Um, I don't know a lot about brown fat to kind of describe what it is, but basically it's the fat that burns that helps you lose weight pretty much. And, uh, when you do cold showers, it shocks your body into warming up and burning brown fat and everything. It's the same thing with cold water. When you drink cold water, it, you know, it, it, you know, triggers your internal temperature, uh, thermostat to heat up your body and burn fat. But warm water, it's supposed to help with inflammation and it's supposed to help with, uh, with regularity and everything. And, uh, yeah, so I've been drinking a lot of warm water and obviously coffee. It all helps. And I, I know it's kind of weird to talk about bowel movements on a podcast and everything. Uh, especially when I'm out there trying to find love and, uh, my forever person. And if uh, I ever tell them like, oh yeah, I host a podcast called this freaking show and this happens to be the first show they pull up. Hey, whatever. If they know anything about me, they know that I try to uh, pride myself on regularity. I will tell you this, though. Um, you don't know the struggles of a bad bowel movement until the cleanup takes longer than the actual movement itself. It's a, it's a crazy world, but Reach. things happen. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, Joe, depending on however you want to live your life, if you're looking to lose weight or have regular bowel movements, you know, you know make sure you know the temperature of your water. So. Good to know. I'm I'm regular enough without that, but thank you. Um, just trying to help, Joe. I appreciate it. I appreciate just it. Just trying to help. I, I feel like after years of us knowing each other, uh, I feel like your bowels are not my bowels. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, we need to be one in uh, our movements. Okay. Both well, and and, and with the amount that we talk about the fast food that we like and eat and all uh-huh. that jazz, like, uh, you're not far off. Not far <laughs> off. <laughs> Right. If you just don't feel like going to a Taco Bell, drink some more water. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> uh, Joe, how are you feeling about knowing the fact that we are out of the first month, first month of 2024 already? Does it feel like this year is going by quick? Oh, no, it feels like it's just going so slow. Really? Well, weirdly, it feels slow in the living of it, but it's so fast in the like, um, like Lent is in as we record right now. Lent is in four days. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's really how my my my. You know, when you're when you're in school, your year is divided between the fall semester and the spring semester and the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I'm an adult, I do find that I I kind of do something similar to that, but it follows the. Uh, I got like Advent, Christmas, Lent, ordinary time. Like that's or Easter. Excuse me, ordinary mm-hmm. time. And uh, yeah, just it's it's wild that Lent is is just right there. Gotta figure yeah. that out. I'm glad you brought that up, and it's actually perfect because uh, we are recording Saturday morning, but this show will be released uh, actually the day of Lent. It'll be released on Wednesday. Oh, nice! Happy Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Um, if you I've can actually, call it that. <laughs> there was a conversation I had with somebody at work, and we were actually talking about Lent, and I I made the statement to one of the uh my coworkers that's like well, what are you giving up for Lent? Uh they're not religious people, but um yeah, I was just like uh, hey, we know what what do you give up for the forty days? But even though Lent's more than forty days. But the thing is I don't truly understand Lent. And I'm wondering if you kind of explain to me how not so much the story of Lent, the history of Lent, but how Lent actually works. Like what's it what are you supposed to do for Lent? How does it actually work? Why is it 40 days when it's actually more than 40 days? Yeah. 
Um, also, so when Lent, it starts and stops, if you could do that too, when it starts and stops. Yeah. So Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, yes. uh, which this year is uh, February 14th. Day. Valentine's yep. Day too. Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, it's going to be a um, big Wednesday. Yeah. And it is, um, it is a 40 day period before Easter. So it ends on Easter. Um, which I believe is March 31st. Correct. This year yep. it's the 31st, uh, of March. Um, and it is, so the reason it's 40 days is because 40 is a biblically significant number. Um, you know, the, uh, the Israelites wandered the desert for 40 years. Jesus wandered the desert for 40 days fasting before he began his ministry. Um, the flood, 40 days and 40 nights, right? Um, we don't know, like from a literal standpoint, if it was literally 40 years, literally 40 days, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see 40, what you should think is that's like, um, it's a kind of spiritually perfect number is the way that the, the writers were thinking of it. Um, because they, uh, the, the number system they used, um, it made sense to make it 40 basically. Gotcha. Um, so like we, we are, our numbers are usually tens or sixties or things like that. Um, cause like 360 degrees is a perfect circle. It breaks down into, you know, sixties and twenties and thirties and all that. Uh, their system 40 is like, is like 360 for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like the biggest number that you can use on a daily basis comfortably. Um, anyway, so that, that's why they use 40. Um, but because the Bible uses 40, we have just taken and done the same thing. We're just like, ah, oh, they said 40, it's going to be 40. And so this is a period of time where we're sort of trying to emulate Jesus's 40 days of fasting in the desert before he starts his ministry. And so the idea is that you are in preparation for the Easter, uh, not ritual, um, holiday. Uh, in preparation for the Easter holiday, this celebration of resurrection, you are to take 40 days and kind of recreate that period of, of spiritual wilderness in yourself where you're you're trying to get closer to God in some way. Um, a lot of people choose fasting. A lot of people will give up meat. Uh, certainly meat on Fridays is a very Catholic thing to do. Um, well, and that's what brings us the, uh, the fish fillet deals on Fridays. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, so thank you Catholics. Yeah. So, and the reason, the reason we say 40 days, even though it's actually more like 46 or 47 days mm-hmm. is that Sundays don't count. Uh, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, and so uh, even though not every Sunday is Easter, every Sunday is a celebration of the Resurrection, and so therefore it is not part of the uh, Lent. Gotcha. So, so let, let okay. So let's say so from so from a Catholic's aspect or a Catholic's point of view. Yeah. Uh, no meat on Fridays. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing the rest of the time then? Like everything's just normal, so just within that time period, there's just no meat uh, sometimes, on Friday. So, sometimes it's normal. Um, I would say no meat on Fridays is is often the big thing. When when I was Catholic, we would mm-hmm. often pick something to give up uh, yeah. on top of that. Okay. Why so don't you, you uh, Why don't you give up your anime show for Lent? See how that goes. I mean, I could. Right? Could you do it? Oh yeah, probably. Oh yeah. You just got done watching a hundred episodes, right? Yeah. In a week? Yeah. Solid. 
Yeah, and I'm definitely at a part where it's like really, uh, we're in like a, there's like a, it's boring. There's a boring, a lot of recap episodes happening right now, and I kind of don't want to, I actually don't want to watch it right now because it's it's so boring. What about uh, what's Good Friday? That's just the last Friday before Easter, right? And yeah, Good Good Friday is the Friday that commemorates um, the actual day of the crucifixion. Um, and it's called Good Friday not because what happened was good, but because the the crucifixion happened, and and because we know that death is not the end from a Christian standpoint, the resurrection is coming. Um, that's what makes it good. It's not that it's it's you know it, it, it's bad. Crucifying someone is bad, even if it's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, heard. I've heard. Um, but you know, but uh, but but the fact that that Easter Sunday is coming, you know, we can yeah. say well, it's a Good Friday. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been kind of thinking about what I would want to give up for uh for Lent, and there, there's actually there's obviously a bunch of different things I could do. Um. Smoking could be one. Um, um, ordering ordering food could be one. Uh, maybe even making a uh, you know going to the gym x amount of days you know and stuff like that. And yeah, so that's I'm, what I'm a I'm a big proponent of. Um, what we can get into these habits year in and mm-hmm. year out, where we say like ah, I'm going to give this up, and then we don't give it up because yeah. we've gotten into the habit of not actually giving anything up. And so what I like to do is to find a spiritual practice to add. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't, I don't read my Bible every day. I read it a couple of times a week or in preparation for the sermon. So yeah. for Lent this year, I'm thinking about starting a 40 day devotional practice, um, that, that hopefully will continue, you know, throughout the, uh, the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I think going to the gym would be great. I think starting an exercise routine is fantastic, uh, use of Lent. Um, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, so I, you know, and I'm like, I do like the idea about reading the Bible. I never actually read the Bible through ever in my life. I just read bits and pieces of Bible studies and church and stuff like that. So, if you do that Bible thing and you make out a schedule and stuff like that, share that schedule with me. And maybe I'll join along with you because I do have a All Bible. Right. I do have a Bible sitting right there by uh, on my nightstand, you know, ready to go. So, but yeah, if you decide to do that, let me know. I'll, I'll join along with you and. I do want to try to, like I said, I want to, I want to get to the gym more. Um, and I want to start, you know, first off, utilizing the membership I have. You know, it's a 24-7 gym. There's no excuse for me not to go. I don't go to bed until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night anyway. So, um, Nothing worse than being charged for a gym you're not using. Right, exactly. So, um, so we'll, yeah, so I, I know, and obviously I got four days to figure it out. You know, whatever, yeah, four and a half, whatever days to figure it out. And some of that, so... Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, like, well, why do you go, you know, why do you, uh, why do you celebrate Lent? You're not Catholic. It's like Lent's more for all religion, not just Catholic, you know. And, um, so I might do that and everything. It's just weird to think that we. I mean, at first of all, I'm surprised you think that it's going slow. To me, it feels like you know the fact that we're through the first month of the year already is ridiculously quick. Yeah, I think it just it just felt slow living it, but now it's like. I'm going, oh, crap, we're 10 days into February already. Right. How'd that happen? Right. Um, and I am glad that we kind of got to the religious point because there is a topic I do want to talk about uh, today that uh, came up, and I, I never I never knew about it. Uh, it's interesting when you read about it. But have you ever heard of a church called uh, Laredo Chapel or Laredo Chapel? 
Mm, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh, so the Lord Chapel is a former Roman Catholic church in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, right. It's now used as a museum and a wedding chapel. Uh, uh, it's known for its unusual helix-shaped spiral staircases, the, mirac- the miraculous stair, uh, and it has been the subject of legend and circumstances surrounding its construction, and its builders were considered miraculous by the Sisters of Laredo. L-O-R-E-T-T-O. How am I, how am I pronouncing that? Laredo? Yeah, Laredo. Laredo. Yeah. Laredo. Yeah. Uh, credited St. Joseph with construction. Um, so, there's a lot of history about the church itself. I do just want to kind of focus on the staircase, uh, itself. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Da, da, da. Oh, the staircase miraculous. That's what I want to try to find the actual point where they actually talk about the story of it. Um, because there's, there's so much here, but, uh, da, 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 da. Owl, whatever. Okay. Um, Laredo Chapel is best known for its helix shaped staircase, which rises 20 feet to the choir loft, which making two full turns, all without the support of a newel or central pole. The staircase is built mostly out of wood and is held together by wooden pegs with no glue, nails, or other hardware used. The inner stringer consists of seven wooden segments joined together with pegs with the longer outer stringer has nine segments. The exact wood used to build the staircase has been confirmed to be a type of spruce, which is not native to New Mexico and scientifically not identified anywhere else in the world. Huh. Uh, there are 33 stairs, which has been noted to be the age of Christ at the time of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, the handrails were added later in 1887, and an iron bracket was later attached to the column to add additional support. The staircase is supported by an inner wood stringer. Apart from the claims of its miraculous nature, the staircase has been described as a remarkable feat of woodworking, according to the Washington Post column by Tim Carter. <clears throat> according to another professional carpenter who was interviewed by Ben Radford for the book Mysterious New Mexico, uh, he, qu- he said, and I quote, the execution is just incredible. The theory of how to do it, it bends it around in a turn, two-turn spiral as some difficult arithmetic there. The staircase was built sometime between 1877 and 1881. By this point, the chapel was substantially complete, but still lacking access to the choir loft, possibly due to the unexpected death of the architect, Projectus Moly, in 1879. According to the version of events passed down by the Sisters of Laredo, multiple builders were consulted but were not able to find a workable solution due to the confined quarters. In response, the nuns prayed for nine straight days to St. Joseph, the patron saint of carpenters. Uh, on the last day of the Novi- Novena? Novena? Yeah, uh, Novena. Novena, what's that? Oh, I'm a mysterious stranger. Oh, yeah, what's, what's Novena? Sorry. Uh, just, it's the nine days of prayer. A mysterious stranger appeared and offered to build the staircase. He worked alone, using only a few simple hand tools, and disappeared afterward without collecting his pay or the sisters learning his identity. More fantastical versions of the story have the work taken place overnight, while according to others it took six to eight months. In an event, the finished staircase was an impressive work of carpentry seeming seeming to defy physics 
as it ascends 20 feet without any obvious means of support. The sisters of Loretto viewed its construction as a miracle and believed that the mysterious builder must have been St. Joseph himself. As the story spread, the staircase became one of Santa Fe's most famous tourist attractions. The staircase has originally built lacked handrails and was reportedly no, was so frightening to descend that some of the nuns and students did so on their hands and knees. Eventually, railings were added in 1887 by another craftsman, Philip August Hatched. The stairs have been mostly closed to the public since the chapel became a privately run museum in the 1960s. Hmm. Joe, was it St. Joseph? Was it St. Joseph? I don't know. I I'm I am willing to say that it could have been. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, um, I'm, I mean, I'm skeptical of a lot of stuff, but I, I, well, I appreciate when mysteries happen. And, uh, I, have I told you about my, uh, my, I, I feel like I had an experience similar to this when I was in Italy no. where, um, there was the, it was the, the first weekend that our group could get away from Florence this was to, your this was your senior trip, right? This is my senior trip, okay. yeah, of college. We yeah, we I, went. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I remember I remember you having the trip. We actually never really talked about many stories from that trip. Oh yeah, so gotcha. I, de- no. I definitely have no idea what happened on your trip. I just know you went to Italy in uh, your senior year of high school. Yeah. Oh no, this was this was college, senior year of college. Uh, same thing. Yeah. We um. Listen, man. Listen, it's nine in the morning. <laughs> I'm drinking Touché. bullshit coffee that I didn't grind myself because I'm not you. Fair, fair. I didn't drink that this morning yet either. Yeah, but you know, you still got Starbucks. Stop. That's true. Okay, senior trip of college. Now, this is, is, is this from, well, okay, never mind. I, it has to be the college you graduated from, so senior year. Yeah, 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 when I was at Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, um, wait, Purdue? Yeah. You were a senior in Purdue? I was. I don't remember that. I thought you were a senior at the uh, the uh, the uh, commune. Oh, at North Park. Yeah. What I well, I guess not commune. What what is what is a what is a, a religious church called? Are you looking for seminary? Is that what you mean? There we go. Thank you. I was like, I was like, I don't think it's a commune. That's not that's close, but not right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So senior <laughs> senior year of Purdue. Okay. Now I'm on board. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so the the summer going into my senior year at Purdue, I got to go on a six-week study abroad program, um, which was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Um, it was the way things had worked out. I I was so when I started at Purdue, I was going to be an engineer, and then about halfway through that, I was like, you know, I really feel called to pastoring. I'm going to change my degree from engineering to religious studies. Um, and as a result, I had to very quickly uh, get some some classes out of the way yeah. um, that that I needed that weren't part of the engineering degree, but were part of the liberal arts degree. Um, and so one of the ways to graduate on time was that I had to take an extra language course and an extra humanities course over a summer. And the only one of the only ways that could happen was if I happens to go on the study abroad program and take, you know, a, a semester three of Italy or of Italian and uh, an art history class. Oh, oh darn. Oh, what a, what a, what a, uh, you know, 
what a hard hard hardship to have to go <laughs> to Florence, Italy for six weeks to to graduate on time. Um, and uh, so that's what I did, and it was a great time. Um, you know, I I learned a lot about a lot of stuff. I feel like, and um, anyway, so we we were. Uh, we were there for six weeks, and I believe the uh, the the way the program works, they have uh, they do want you to have cultural experiences, and so they do plan like weekend trips that they're not mandatory, but if you don't go, like you're wasting a lot of money to yeah. not go. Uh, and then they have other uh, other weekends are free, and you can just like you can go do whatever you want. You know, some people went to like Belgium and did skydiving because like when's the next time I'm going to be in Europe and I get to go skydiving in the Alps. To me, you're in Italy. You you got to do Italy stuff. And it's very silly. You know, come back and do skydiving in the Alps some other time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you uh did did you enjoy like I don't know if it's authentic, but pizza in Italy? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a fantastic place in Florence for that matter. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, they they opened at I believe four thirty in the afternoon. And by about three o'clock, the line would already be around the block waiting for them to open. Oh, wow. And so the, the, the best thing, one of the best things in the world to me was to get in line about three, three thirty. You know, you're going to be waiting for half an hour anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you get up there, you order your pizza. It is, uh, they, they had specials. You could either do like, uh, like you could do cheese, you could do margarita. Um, or they would have like a, like a, you know, a daily special and it would usually be like mushrooms and truffles or, or sausage and something. Um, I would, I would always do the special. I liked, you know, you're putting it out there as a special. I'm going to have it right. It's, um, to, to go to a place and only get the thing that I know I like is silly. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway. You do that, and then as you're leaving, you stop at the liquor store on the corner because you know they have liquor stores all over the place, just like any big city. Uh, and you get yourself a bottle of wine for you know ten or fifteen euros, so about you know eight to fifteen dollars American, um, which is uh, that's that's the lowest price you can pay without getting wine that one of my uh, mentors in Italy referred to as poison. Um, <laughs> if, if you went any cheaper than that, he's like, it's poison. You're gonna have a hangover. Don't drink that. Yeah. Um, and what's cool, what's, I don't know if it's cool. One of the neat things, uh, is that, um, if you buy a bottle of wine at just a, like a corner store, they'll give you Dixie cups for free to drink it. Really? Yeah. And so we, we'd go and we'd get our pizza. We'd go, we'd get our bottle of wine and then, um, there's a bridge, right? So there's, there's lots of cool bridges in, in Florence cause there's a, the river Arno goes right through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And one, most of the bridges were bombed during World War II, yeah, and had to be rebuilt. There's one bridge; it's called the Ponte Vecchio, which literally means the old bridge. Uh, that still stands, and it's really cool. It's beautiful. There's like housing and shops on it, and it's it's fun to walk down. But there's a there's another bridge just past it that you can climb over the railing, and there's like a little thing that you can sit on. And you could sit and eat your pizza and drink your wine and watch the sunset over the river and over the city. And it was like one of the greatest experiences of my life. <coughs> anyway, one time. Oh, real, real, real quick, real quick, before you get into that. Uh, when you're talking about these bridges and everything, are they like straight up stone? 
or wooden bridges? Like, what are they? Stone. Stone. Like, okay, so because like that cobblestone or something like that. Yeah, a lot of it is. Or it looks yeah. like it anyway. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they used the same materials when they rebuilt it. Gotcha. Um, okay. I know the the Ponte Vecchio is. It's it's old. Like, dug it up from a quarry and trucked it in stone. And then on top of it, all the structures are wooden. Um, gotcha. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, they were built. You yeah, because when you're saying bridge, I'm just thinking like. Yeah, when you're saying bridge, I'm thinking about like it's just like a passover bridge, but you're talking about like actual like like merchants on this bridge. So it's like yeah, it's for the pot, for the vecchio, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I don't I know nothing about Italy other than I know that there's a building out there that's a little crooked. So. Oh yeah, in Pisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is Stonehenge uh, where's Stonehenge at? Uh, England. England. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I just know about the uh, the crooked the crooked building. So okay. Anyway, yeah. your experience. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so the, the second weekend is our first free weekend. And, uh, at this point, jet lag has finally caught up with me. And the fact that like, uh, all, almost all the people I went with are like, uh, fraternity sorority people. Mm-hmm. So we literally, I, I think we got off the plane and, uh, I mean, we were going out every night and I mean like blackout drunk every night. It it was bad. And so by the time we get to the the second weekend, I'm like, I'm sick. You know, I, I haven't slept a full night in, in two weeks and um all my calories are coming from like Long Island iced teas and Jaeger bombs. Um <laughs> is rough. But we decided to go to Venice. And mm-hmm. uh not just Venice, but we're gonna stop by uh Verona, so like that's where uh Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet takes place. Um I I think we did Venice and Viona Verona at the same time weekend and then came back i don't think we did the third thing but as we get to venice we are trying to find we we had booked a hostel we were going to stay in a hostel and um i don't know which, if we just didn't is what uh so it's like a it's like a hotel but it's cheaper um and like instead everyone, of like rooms everyone's you get together. like what's that is it like something where like everyone's together yeah it's more like a dormitory than a uh than a, a hotel so you don't necessarily get your own room. It's like, uh, you know, 10, 15 people might be in, in a room that's just bunk beds. Why is it called a hostel? Sounds like an aggressive use of a word. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just uh, – uh, so the word hotel uh, yeah. and the word hostel both have the same root. And in French, um, they've taken the S out, and uh, the word hotel has a little uh, – accent over the o that signifies that there used to be an s there i i think it's just it, it's just a weird thing where like the word you know for some things shifted one way and for uh other things shifted the other way um so it just it just means hotel basically gotcha i'm just wondering now which uh what came first the uh the emotion or the uh the sleeping arrangements <laughs> like maybe like, both Right, I'm just trying to figure out because, like, is 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 when somebody is being hostile, is it because people don't really get along in hostels? Could be interesting. Anyways, so you're in a hostel. So we're 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 trying to find the hostel. We uh we get into Venice at like God midnight, one o'clock in the morning, something like that, mm-hmm. and we are trying to find this place, and uh we've got our GPS because uh, some some kids uh brought their you know, I had like international plans on their phones. Um, and we're, we're just, we're wandering around the city at like one in the morning, one thirty in the morning. And the reason we're staying in a hostel is because there's like some special race 
uh, boat boat race that weekend that like we all of the hotels in the city are booked. Yeah. Uh, so we're like in the suburbs. Well, we we get off the train and we're we're wandering around trying to find this place. Um, the the guy who is running the place speaks like every language on earth except English. Like literally, he's he's like, you want to talk in German? I can talk in German. You want to talk Italian? I can talk Italian. French, Afrikaans, like uh, Swahili. I'm your guy. English can't do it. Um, Swahili, I'm your. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like literally, as he's, as he's yelling at us on the phone in in all these different languages, we're just like we're and and I'm the only one who speaks any like decent Italian. I've, I've taken a couple semesters and I could do it, but I'm so sick that I can't like, I can't understand what he's saying and I can't like think. Um, so we do, we do our best. And finally, as we're, we're wandering around, we run into these two guys and it's literally, I, I had, um, you know, I, we're, we're walking around and I, I literally had, had like, put my hands in my pockets to grab onto my keys just in case we needed, because it seemed like we were in a rougher place of town all of a sudden. Yeah. And I, I prayed like, God, please, you know, help us find this place. And literally I finished praying and these two random dudes just showed up. They speak, they, they don't speak English, but they understand it. We don't speak Italian, but we understand it. And so we're able to communicate with them uh, as, you know, as much as we can and they allegedly are headed to the same place as us and wow. know how to get there somehow. And so they, they walk us, uh, you know, basically to the place. And, um, and then it turns out they're not even staying there. They, they went somewhere else and, um, they, we, we thought we run into them again because they were like, Hey, you know, we're going to be in the city all weekend. Maybe we'll see you. And, uh, we, we never, we literally never saw them again. And one of the things I think about with scripture is um, when Bible, when, when angels show up to like do nice things, it's, it's usually two or three of them. It's not just one. Um, the only time it's one angel is if there's a message that has to be shared or um, like a warning, right? But whenever it's, whenever it's hospitality, whenever it's kindness, there's, there's at least two. And, uh, and so, yeah, I just, I really truly, uh, maybe it's just a coincidence, Maybe it was just two nice guys that we ran into. Um, but I, I really, the, the coincidence of them showing up the second I stopped praying uh-huh. and, and then the fact that we never saw them again, uh, they gave us contact info. It never worked. Um, like we, we just, they, they disappeared off the face of the planet, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, immediately after getting us safely to the place that we needed to get. And so I, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's one of my personal miracles that I got to witness is like these, these angels literally delivered us to, to the place where we, we were going to stay the night. Um, and so, yeah, so all that is to say, like, maybe it was St. Joseph. Maybe it was literally, you know, Jesus' dad showed up in, in some form and, uh, like it was incarnated form, some human being, uh, built the staircase and then left. Like we don't, you know, I'm, I'm willing, to to say maybe um i think it makes life more interesting and more beautiful and um and it doesn't it doesn't hurt anybody to believe that so you know yeah you know it's it's weird i mean because things like that is it's fantastic and i i don't think and i guess when i originally asked you the question like i was i guess i wasn't asking if you believe it was 
if it was Saint Joseph himself, but more of like an embodiment, like a, like a human person with the I don't want to say like, I don't know what the nice word is for possession, but uh, yeah, like the spirit of Saint Joseph, like yeah. uh, not in a possessive way, but in like uh, you know Jesus had the spirit, the Holy Spirit upon him. Exactly, or, yeah, yeah, like like somebody was touched by the the uh the yeah the power or the uh the the entity of um because i uh, i'm trying to remember if i've ever had an experience like that and like i'm as far as i know i've never had a situation where somebody has come to me but i know that i have had moments where it's like i was brought to somebody yeah and I guess, like, realistically, like, hearing your story and listening to you talk about it and everything, like, it sounds really relatable to a situation I was in, like, like years, years, years ago. Like, I'm talking, like, 2008, 2009, um, where, like, I was, I, was, I was still living at home, and I was just sitting there, and I was watching TV, and in my mind, I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, it's like, I need to get gas. Like, I, yeah. I need, I need to get gas in my car, which... This is, I'm talking like, this is like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Like. Yeah, you don't need gas in your car. No. You get in the morning. Yeah. And the fact that like, it's like, I got nowhere to go tomorrow. I got nowhere I need to be. I know I got about like a quarter tank of gas. Like, you know, like I don't, if I need to go anywhere, I can go get gas while I'm out and everything. Like, there's no reason for me to get gas, but I'm laying there. Like I said, just watching TV, and for some reason, I just kept thinking, it's like, it's like, well, I need to get gas in my car. I got to get gas in my car. I need to put gas in my car. And it's like, the only gas station that's open right now is Shell, which is over by the McDonald's. And you know where, you know, Mom and Carl live. You know where the Shell gas station is off the highway. It's like, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a long drive, but it's like, I don't need to take that drive to, you know, I don't, especially. Yeah, it's not a short drive either. Yeah. So, I'm like, I. I don't need to get gas. Like, I don't need to get gas, but I need to get gas. I need to get gas. I need to get gas. I need to get gas over and over and over. And like, and it's not like, and you know, like when you hear thoughts in your head and you hear like things communicating in your head, you kind of hear your, like your own voice in a way. Like you hear your own self telling you, Hey, you know, go grab something yeah. to eat. You know, you're hungry. Go grab something to drink. You know, you're thirsty. Blah, blah, blah. This was different. It was, yeah. it was different. It was just like a, it, it was a, it was a sombering tone that said like like go get gas just go get gas you should go get gas and <clears throat> I don't know why but eventually I just got bugged out I'm like fine you know if I if I just go get gas I wouldn't be thinking about this anymore so I right. got up threw some clothes on got in my car and I drove and got gas and um, I get to the gas station and I'm pumping gas and everything and there's this couple who is just going at it with each other, just arguing with each other. And uh it's a it's a younger couple, like, you know, not two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I was probably like nineteen, twenty years old, so maybe a couple years older than me, like maybe twenty one, twenty two, whatever like that. And like this dude is just like screaming at this fucking girl. And it's just like in my mind I'm like, I don't it's not my place to get involved. It's not my place. I'm mm-hmm. just here I'm just here to get gas. And, uh, dude just fucking takes off. Like, just yells at her, swears at her, just takes off. And, uh, she's just, she's just sitting there now, like, crying on, like, on the, uh, on the, uh, 
the walkway in front of the gas station. And the, the girl who was working the gas station, you know, again, it's like midnight, I think by the time I went. Um, yeah. Then maybe like 1130 midnight or anything. So nobody's around. This girl is watching from outside, you know, she's like watching this happen because I mean, she was a small girl. Like, you know, like she was going to be able to like, you know, get in this guy's face and everything. And, um, so she comes out and she starts talking and all this stuff to this girl and this girl's like freaking out. And, um, the, uh, I, uh, I just, while I'm sitting there getting gas, like, the, I just keep hearing this thing. It's like, uh, it's like, grab your phone. Grab your phone, grab your phone, grab your phone, blah, 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 blah. And while I'm sitting there, I was like, I don't, what do I, it's like, I'm not gonna, first off, I don't touch my phone while I'm pumping gas. Even, even though nothing's going to happen, there's just always that weird sticker that says, like, don't be on your cell phone while pumping gas. It's like, no, like, mm-hmm. like um, in my head, I'm just, fi- fi- basically, I'm fighting myself. And it's like, I don't need my phone right now, I'm fine. You know, I'm pumping gas right now, I'm not gonna worry about it. And then the pump just goes off. Like, mm. like, Tank's full. Now you got no excuse. Right. So uh I closed up the gas cap and everything and um uh I grabbed my phone for some reason, whatever, and uh uh the girl comes over and asks me if she could borrow my phone. And I was like, Yeah, sure, I got it in my fucking hand, sure, whatever. And uh she calls, I don't know who she called, a parent or a sibling or some shit, telling them what's happening and all this shit. And apparently she's from out of state. Like, uh, um, I don't know if it was Missouri or Kansas or whatever. Oh. And, uh, they were heading up to, uh, Wisconsin or some shit to meet some fucking people. I, I don't know the whole story. I just remember her, like, talking on the phone, telling these people, like, yeah, yeah, she's like, I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. I don't know what to fucking do. I don't have any of my stuff with me on and on and on and on because he booked it with her, with her purse, everything fucking gone. She had nothing. And, um, they, uh, they, uh, she says somebody, I'm just using some guy's phone. I don't know what to fucking do, blah, 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 blah. And, um, all I kept hearing was, uh, all I kept thinking about now was, uh, at this point. So after the phone call and everything, I just kept, I kept, I kept thinking about Taco Bell. I just like I just kept thinking about Taco Bell because I don't know I don't know at, at first I'm seeing the thing to myself it's like it's like why is this girl who's upset making me thinking about tacos right um so, so I'm sitting there thinking about tacos and all of a sudden this girl asks me she's like uh, she's like do you know of any hotels in the area and I was like yeah there's one actually right in Mantino which is actually not that far away from a fucking Taco Bell right. and uh, this Uber shit like that really didn't exist back then. So she asked me if I could drive her to the hotel and then the person on the phone could book, you know, the, you know, no user cooker. Yeah. And all that stuff. And without hesitation, I said, yeah, like without hesitation, I said, yeah, didn't even mean to fucking do it. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. usually people go through the process. Like, I don't really know this person. Usually my pessimistic mindset would have probably been like, is this just all just a gag to, you know, get her boyfriend to rob me or some shit, blah, blah, blah. But right, this yeah. is it, yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, I drove her to the hotel. She said, thank you. I had never heard from her again. I'm assuming everything was fine and everything, but, and I did get tacos. Um, but 
there was no reason for me to get gassed that day. There really right. was. There was no reason to, but something drew me to being there at that moment. And it's, yep. just, it's like a weird feeling. And, uh, I don't understand it. Uh, there have been a couple instances like that. There were times where, um, I took a wrong turn and, uh, I guess that like turning around just kept going down. I was like, oh, I'll just instead of turning, you turn, I'll just go down to the next left and shit like that. And, um, ended up at a gas station again where somebody had a flat tire and shit like that. It's in like helping them like change the flat and all that shit or, um, going out to, you know, grab something to eat or something like that. And, and instead of going to one restaurant, stopping over at another restaurant and somebody needed like to jump their car or some shit. And like, it, it's weird moments like that where you can't explain why that moment's happening. You just, you know, just, it is what it is. Um, and a lot of people can just say it's like, oh, you know, it's just a coincidence or it just happens and stuff like that. But I, I just always, I, up until now, I never really thought that it could have been more than that. But, uh, obviously hearing about the staircase and reading about the staircase and learning about how prayer brought them to there and how you're talking about, you know, some random people showing up and showing, it's like, it's like, it's like, was there a moment in this argument where this girl said, I need to get out of here. Please get me out of here. Like, did she right. in her mind have a fucking prayer to where some guy five minutes away was awake doing absolutely nothing, you know, could just fucking show up. And, you know, I find myself to be a very trusting person. I find myself, you know, it's not like I'm going to abduct this fucking woman and, you know, she'll never be seen again. I'm a very trusting person in a sense, you know. Again, right. I'm pessimistic. Is like, God, am I going to be driving this girl to Mantino and her fucking boyfriend is going to, like, follow us and, you know, ram me on, you know, I, weird mind, weird thoughts like that happen, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. So, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I, 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 I believe there's gotta be more situations like that than anything. And I, I, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna take time and I'm gonna start thinking about if there was ever a moment where I needed somebody and somebody just happened to pop up because I don't think that's really happened, happened, but there's, there's gotta be a moment that that really happened. Your story is fantastic, yeah. by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's one of the things country. that really made me like, I'm on the right path. I chose the right. You know, the right thing, because I I was really doubting it. I, I, you know, it's it's a big I, I always wanted to be an engineer, just like I always wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. And so, you know, choosing one path or the other was a tough choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I had the same before I before I switched. That was the I had this building feeling in me that's like you got to you got to change. You got to figure out, uh, you know, what, you know, wh- wh- where you're going after Purdue. And and you got to uh, you got to make that path make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, Maddie I, calls it um, your number coming up. Uh, it's like a lottery, almost. You know, like you know, sometimes uh, you'll you'll pass somebody who's who's asking for change, and you're like, ah, uh, like nothing nothing moves you to do it. But then every once in a while, it's like, you know, I don't have any cash on me, but let's go walk to the ATM. I'll get you fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's just like, yeah, your number came up that day, so you had to. You didn't have, you, not that you didn't have a choice, because you can always choose not to, but because of who you are as a person, you didn't have a choice. You had to go do it. Yeah. Well, and I and I think I think too is like because a lot of things. My God, it just gets to the point. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm talking about. 
I mention a lot that I do believe that we are given challenges in life to prove who we are. Yeah. Um, I think a perfect example is, you know, somebody asking for money, you're not having it. Are you willing to go out of your way to change that? You know, and get somebody money. Um, I I know a story I have told on here was, uh, the, the homeless guy in Moni where me and, um, me and Jenna were, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, um, was driving. I don't remember where the hell we were going. I think we were just on, I think we were just going to get something to eat. And, uh, I think we we're just going to McDonald's or something. And, um, I don't know why we were going to Moni because obviously there's one right in Piaton, but we were, we left Piaton and headed towards Moni and we're going to McDonald's. And when we were driving towards McDonald's on Route 50, there was a guy inside the, the road that says, um, I don't remember the exact words or anything like that or um, pray for me to eat today or some shit like that. I I don't remember the verse. I just know the word pray and eat and today were there. So I don't remember the exact word, but obviously I was driving. Jenna saw the sign. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I do remember her using the words pray, eat, and today. I just can't remember what the hell else it said. We're, um, we're going to McDonald's and we're ordering our food and everything. And, uh, she wanted to order extra food and bring it to that guy. And I was like, sure, I'm fine with that. You know, it's whatever. You know, it's, if it's something we could do, that's something we could do. So, you know, I, I know we ordered an entire meal. Um, I don't remember the sandwich, if it was a Big Mac or a pound or whatever, but I know it was one of the bigger burgers, you know, large fry, uh, large drink. I don't know what that was. Sure. Um, but, when we drove past to drop it off, gone. Like he was absolutely gone. And, hmm. um, we didn't see him come our way. So he wasn't heading north on Route 50. So we didn't see him there. When we got to the corner, we turned left because it was a T intersection with, uh, that this was at. So we turned left, went down the road a little way, see if maybe he was walking, you know, east down the road. Uh, didn't see him there, came back. And went up onto the, uh, overpass, which was right over there too. Didn't see him there. And I was like, Jenna, I, we were gone from this guy for like a total of like 10 minutes at the absolute most. Like there's no way he gotten this far. If he went anywhere, he walked into the woods, he walked, you know, somewhere else. He just, she's like, yeah, but there's no way that he's not on one of these roads. I mean, this surrounded, if he had to walk anywhere, he either walked into the forest reserve, which was the only place we didn't look. Either he walked into the forest preserve or he's walking through somebody's yard right now. But there's no way he wouldn't be on one of these roads. And then, obviously, heading south on 50, we didn't see him again either. So I was like, it's like I don't know. All I know is that now yeah. we got an extra an extra meal that, you know, we got to eat, you know. Um, but thinking about the conversation we're having right now, I guess I can look at it as, like, maybe it wasn't so much uh, getting somebody food, but seeing if we'd be willing to get somebody food. Mm. Interesting. Um, I would have loved to have fed the guy. Sure. Obviously, you know, um, I know I got, I, I know in a selfish way, I kept thinking to myself, like, I can't believe I just spent eight fucking dollars on food that I don't want to eat. Yeah. But I guess, I guess deep down, like I said, like, you know, like when you look at these challenges that you're put in front of you that, you know, you need to, you know, to show how strong you are, what kind of person you are. I guess there's also those, like, I guess in a way, calm pop quizzes. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, I, I'm not looking for you to feed this guy. I'm just seeing if you would, if you could. And mm. I don't know, I guess in a sense, I could say I passed that, 
Um, yeah. Obviously, I guess I, I guess to give credit credit, I guess Jenna more likely passed that because I didn't give it a second thought, and I right. it, it sounds shitty to admit that, but I mean it's the truth. I, you know. Uh, Jenna did. Uh, and I know that relationship made me a better person for the time that we were together. Um, but yeah, it's, I paid for it. So, uh, I get part of the credit. So, but <laughs> no, that's, dude, it's cool. And like I said, I mean, I, when I saw the, when I saw the video about this staircase, I had to look more into it. And I was like, I don't know if Joe's ever heard about this. I never heard mm-hmm. about it. But when they're talking about this staircase that's put together by pegs, no glue, no wood, no brackets, stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's a pretty impressive feat to do, especially back in, you know, the 1800s and stuff. And, right, you're talking about um, tools. Yeah, and, you know, it turned it into a conversation I didn't expect to have, and here we are. You know, and yeah, we yeah. talked about that. We talked about it on the last episode. Like, this is one of the things I love about this show is because we turned it into so much more. So, um. Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? Ooh, what am I freaking thinking about? You know, um, not to take it away from positivity and things, but I'm freaking thinking about my mortgage. Uh, I just, it's, it's a silly thing and it's just, uh, it's just bugging me. And, uh, the mortgage company we used was the one that our, our realtor recommended to us and it's fine, you know, whatever. Um, but they recently, um, I don't know if they sold to a different company or they just decided to reorganize as a different company or what, but um, they're literally, it's the same name, uh, but instead of being registered like here in Illinois, they're registered in Texas. And so as a result, they had to like, I I now have a new loan number instead of the old loan number. Um, I have to like sign into a different website uh, for the information, I got to do uh, all, all kinds of just stuff that I don't feel like I should have to do uh, for this thing that's like, you know, um, it, it's it's at least a quarter of our income every month that is going to this for the next 30 years or mm-hmm. from now 27 years. And it's just like, you know, why? Why does it have to be like this? Why Why can't you just, you know, be the same company for for 30 years and, and not make me have to jump through hoops to have a house. Like, what else has changed? You know, did, did, did like, uh, did anything else change when you changed? You know, is, is it, do I still have, uh, all the terms of our previous agreement? Are they, are they the same or are you getting out of something by doing this? Like what's, what's the shady thing that's happening here? Um, or is it just saving you money somewhere else? I don't know. It bugs me. So that's that's just on my mind. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, no, you know, and, that, uh, and that's it's a valid point, Joe, because like a lot of these companies and it could be mortgage companies, cable companies, phone companies, credit card companies. It's like you know they they sit there and they they promise you these these excellent fucking relationships working together that everything's gonna be okay and they're gonna be here for you. And then one fucking day they double your fucking cost of fucking watching TV or. They increase your, uh, and, and it's always the same thing. It's like, it's like, it is based on the market that we're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, but you know, I know I'm not the only customer that Comcast has. So I know I'm not the only person you're charging $200 to watch fucking cable and use internet. It's like, it's like you don't need, and, and Colin, I remember Colin used to talk about cable all the time on here. And he says like, he's like, wireless internet doesn't cost anything. But it costs us everything. 
Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. He's like, he's like, he's like, all these like phone companies, like they want to charge you for internet. It's like, but you don't. It's like it doesn't cost them anything to use the internet. Right. And it's like he's right. And I've been, I've been lucky enough to, you know, I mean, I got a mortgage company that I that I've had since I bought the house, and I think I think they changed from Flagstar to Lakeview or whatever the hell the pop. I mean, for me, nothing really changed as far as like, you know, my, my mortgage or interest rates and none of that stuff has changed at all. It is what it is. Um, but I know like when I was looking at, when I was looking into like HELOCs and all that stuff to try to get like a consolidation loan to minimize my credit card debt and, you know, mm-hmm. have a, have a smaller payment every month and everything. Looking up online, you know, like, you know, the best place to get a home equity line of credit, like Flagstar, they had a review about Flagstar, and they said Flagstar's, they have lower rates, it's one of the better ones to work with, except fees and stuff are more. So it's like, Mm. and the guy in the video said it perfectly, it's like, they're always going to get their money. Yep. You know, and that's the thing that sucks. And especially, I don't know if all mortgages are the same, I don't know if yours are the same as mine, but you're basically paying interest first. Yep. You know, you're paying off the interest before you even get into the pro, the principal or whatever the premium, or whatever the fuck it is. And, principal, yeah. Yeah, and that and that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate that that's a fucking thing. But yeah, they even give you the print, like the sh- the sheet that shows yep. you, like, yeah. So we uh, we know how much interest you're supposed to pay over thirty years. So yep. for the first fifteen years, you're only going to be paying the interest off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless you set it up to not do that, and you can do that. That's whatever. Yeah, my. Yeah, I mean, all my penny book is, like, right here in my drawer and everything. And I guess one of the cool things is <clears throat> if you do pay extra on your mortgage, like, if let's say your mortgage is $1,400, but you pay $1,500 a month. Uh, exactly that, the situation I'm in. There you go. Uh, the, extra, the extra $100 should, as far as I know, at least for mine it does, goes towards the principal. Yep. So... Um, so like, yeah, so at least I know, like when I'm paying a little bit extra, at least that, at least I know it's, it's paying down that principal. So as I get closer and everything, it kind of cuts it back. Um, but even then, like when you sit there and look at it, like, you know, I got a 30 year loan. I've only been in this house for eight fucking years, nine, it'll be nine years this October. It's like, I got, I got 21 more years. Yeah. When that paperwork said, this is going to be done being paid off in 2050. I was like, that's not a real year. <laughs> that, year that year doesn't exist. <clears throat> and the thing is, like, I mean, honestly, with the mortgage, nothing changes, but property tax change constantly. Yep. Well, you that's know? that's why I'm paying more now. Uh, we were paying fifteen, like fifteen, sixteen a month, mm-hmm. uh, and it dropped to fourteen ten. And yeah. so I'm like, well, I'll just keep paying fifteen because we could afford that just fine, and I'll just yeah. have the extra hundred go. So now it's going to take uh, it's, it's going to take forty four months off the length of my mortgage. So almost four years that I'm not going to have to pay uh, on the other end. So yeah, which, which is terrific, you know. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's just weird things like that. Like you know, when I when I went into my house, you know, I, I think my mortgage was somewhere. Well, the first couple months it was only like a thousand something. But that's because uh, the year had to end on the uh, the rate that the property tax was on, and the people that previously owned my house were a senior, were were an elderly couple, and they were on the senior uh, discount of the property yep. tax. So as soon yeah, as senior uh, freeze. <clears throat> yep. So as soon as you know January rolled around, and everything it went up. So yeah, and, and by then you don't have the the homeowners uh, rebate yet. 
yeah. which comes after the second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it jumped up to like, uh, I think like 11, seven or something like that. But then after it, uh, insurance costs went up and property tax, now I'm at like 1210 and everything. I'm just like, <sighs> so you guys suck. It's like, come on. But. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if I want to keep my house, you know, you know, just these are the things I got to do. And like I said, I was blessed enough to buy my house for the price I did. And, um, um, I just got to, you know, just get through it. But yeah, I, I definitely got to look into uh, those HELOCs and get that finally figured out. I talked to my tax guy, got my paperwork. Well, hopefully mom dropped the paperwork off with all of hers and stuff. Um, and I was asking him and he said, like, it just really depends on what you're looking to do, but let's get your taxes done. We'll see where you're at after that. And it's like, I, I did get an email recently from my company saying that I have about $63,000 in available, uh, equity in my house. And I was like, I don't need all that. I just need a third to get myself into, uh, a very, a better comfortable situation. Um, but he said, "Well, look." He said he'll he'll look through it with me once we get the taxes and all that stuff done. I'm not expecting anything from taxes this year. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you use Credit Karma or not. Um, but they have like a program on there where well, I guess I get it. Do you use Credit Karma? Nope. I'd recommend it. It's actually kind of I, well. I use it for my credit score, but I don't use it for taxes. Maddie, no, no, taxes no, 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 no. Credit score, credit score. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I do. I do use it for my credit. Okay, score. so yeah, yeah. No, I use I I use um. Whoever my mom's company, whoever whoever Interstate Battery uses, that's what we use. Gotcha. But on Credit Karma, there's this uh, little thing on there that says, hey, you know, put in this, put in this. We can tell you what your tax return looks like. Mm. And I was like, I was like, I don't know how – I pray to God it's inaccurate as fuck because it says, based on the shit I put in, I'm going to owe $1,200 fucking dollars. Uh, and I was like, I hope to God that's not right because I claim zero on my taxes to get more taken out so I don't fucking owe. Yeah. So if I end up owing twelve hundred fucking dollars going forward, I'm fucked because it's just there's no there's no way I should have to owe. There's absolutely yeah. no fucking way. Um, and if I do, then I know that our fucking our government and our country is flawed as hell. Yep. Oh. My problem is I know for a fact I'm gonna owe. At least five grand, because uh, I did not pay federal taxes all year. Accidentally or intentionally? Uh, I mean, it wasn't on purpose, but it wasn't an accident. Gotcha. I just uh, they they the IRS has been changing their system, um, and so like last year at the time when I was supposed to sign up for my like this, I, you know, I, I'm supposed to pay quarterly um, since it's not taken out of my paycheck. Yeah. Um, and so the way that you do that, there used to be, you would go and sign up online and they would automatically take it out of your account. Um, and they still do that, but you can't sign at, at the time last year, you couldn't sign up online. You had to let them know you wanted to do it. And then they mailed you something mm-hmm. and then you filled that thing out and sent it back in. Um, I never filled the thing out or sent it back in. And so I never got my direct deposit set up for that. And so, gotcha. yeah. So I'll get a, I'll have to pay the taxes I didn't pay and then also a penalty for paying late. Gotcha. But. Well, I, uh, I played the lottery yesterday. I haven't checked. Uh, so I don't know if I won or not, but, yeah, uh, same, but I know I didn't win because I did check. Oh, okay. <laughs> so did it, did it roll over? Uh, oh, I didn't check that. 
Oh, gotcha. So, um, so who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe I'm sitting on $130 million, $150 million, whatever the hell half of what it truly is, because that's the way apparently lottery works now. Um, right. just, it did roll over. It, okay. So, yeah. So I did not win. Um, no, so sorry. sorry. I can't, I can't help you out. No, just, yeah, no problem. Um, sorry. Sorry to you. You know, I tried to, like I said, I'm here, here to try to win it. to make everyone else's life better, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. So. Yeah, what I'm freaking thinking about though is uh tax yes, season. Yeah. Uh that's definitely um that's definitely my big thing I've been thinking about is uh tax my taxes and getting everything back and hopefully I actually have a return and I don't owe and uh pray for the day that they say, Hey, you're no longer fucking getting you know, paying taxes, you know, 'cause that'd be I mean, and that what we had that big ass war back in the seventeen hundreds about was? You know, actually, correction. I have something else I'm freaking thinking about. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I, I recommend it to you. I uh, there, there are always books and podcasts and shows and everything that you recommend. I want to recommend one to you. All right. And uh, I know I've talked about Parcast on this show before. Uh, Parcast. That, uh, Parcast, yeah, it's like that podcasting network thing or whatever like that. Uh, kind of like Freaknet Studios, but huge and popular, yeah. bought out by Spotify. They had a series. It's a 13-episode series. It's called Very Presidential. All right. And what it did is they talked about 13 U.S. presidents, um, not current ones, probably the most recent one, uh, maybe Gerald Ford or something like that. Interesting. But there's 13 presidents that they talked about. And what they did is they talked about the uh, – like the the secretive dark side of uh, their presidencies and Ooh, shit nice. like that, and it's very interesting. The shows are like forty minutes long, if that. That's right um, on the edge of uh, listenable for me. Yeah, and, and some of the guys they talked about, uh, they talked about uh, Ulysses Grant. They talked about uh, Andrew Johnson, Andrew Jackson, uh, George Washington. Uh, both Roosevelt's, Kennedy, uh, uh, Gerald Ford, Reagan, uh, and whoever took over for Kennedy. I can't remember his fucking name now. Um, fucking big dude. Bob Johnson. Linda Johnson. Johnson. Linda B. Johnson, yeah. It is, it's an incredible series. Like I said, it's only 13 series. It's awesome. One thing I did not realize is how many presidents and they, just based on the 13, 11 of them cheated on their wives. I did not realize how much adultery happened when you're a president of the United States. No kidding. Nutty. And the, th- the weird thing is, too, half of those adultery, you know, ridden presidents, their wives knew and just let it be what it was. Yeah. Um, but obviously they talk about like scandals, they talk about things, shady things they were involved in. There's so, it was so interesting. Like I listened to it to and from work all week long and, uh, it's a fantastic series. And the one thing I loved most about it is like, it did not dive once into anything current. So I didn't have to hear negative shit about Trump, negative shit about Biden, negative shit about Obama, Clinton, Bushes, none of them. None of them. Nobody in our lifetime anyways. I was like, I'm fine with that. Because, like, first of all, I love 
older shit to begin with. I love historical stuff. It's really interesting when you sit here and you listen to, like, stories about George Washington that, obviously, the history books don't tell you about, and, um, you know, Kennedy, and, you know, it's it's just, it's really cool. I recommend listening to it if you ever get a chance, uh, if you ever, like, I think you would enjoy it because you also, I think you enjoy history as much yeah. as I do. So I think presidents are fascinating, too. Yeah. So Mostly I, because I think they're all terrible people, and so being able to, like, Hear the, like, this is why they're terrible. That appeals right. to me. Well, see, and, that, and that's the weird thing, too, because, like, when you listen, like, like, okay, so, for example, U.S. Grant, one of my favorite presidents. I sure. Love, I love Grant. First off, I did not realize that the S did not stand for anything. Oh, yeah. He, he loved America so much, he just changed his name to U.S. Grant. Um, also, kind of a bitch. He was, he was not a, he was not the, Fighter, ready to do thing, guys. I thought he was. He was very anti uh, confrontation. He did not like confrontation. Even though he was a general in the Civil War, did not like confrontation. Very timid guy. Also, only about five foot seven. Did not know that. Huh. Um, but that was interesting. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, for the most part, I kind of knew most about him. You know, being the hunter guy, the outdoorsman, all this other stuff. I did not realize that after he won his second term, he announced that uh, he will not run for a third term, and he instantly regretted it and then attempted to run for a third term, but by that time, they were done. Yeah. Uh, did not realize FDR had a few mistresses. So, I didn't know that either, but that makes yeah. sense. For whatever reason, it makes sense to me. Yeah, and apparently even his cousin wife, Eleanor, had a mister. So it's, oh. inter- it's interesting to hear about these guys, and um, uh, Grover Cleveland was a rapist. Uh, learned about that. I can't believe I've never heard that one before, but yeah, it, again, I, for those out there who are related to Grover Cleveland, I could be completely wrong on the name, but I'm pretty sure is Grover Cleveland the one that won, wasn't present yeah. and then won again. Yeah. Okay. So apparently there's a story out there that Grover Cleveland had sex with, uh, with this, this woman. Uh, or sorry, was was trying to court this woman who had no interest whatsoever. She, he finally she finally gave in, went on a date with him, and then she he sexually assaulted her, got her pregnant, oh. and, then, and then she had to marry him because of the mores of the time. Nope. Oh, okay. No, you would think took the baby, gave it to somebody else to raise, and threw her into a mental hospital. Oh Lord. So. Um, there's a lot of like, oh my god, I can't believe that shit. Because you, I mean, obviously, those are, you don't learn those things in school. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew like uh, his first his first presidential run, he won because he was so incredibly corrupt. Because um, there was like an actual political machine that that was yes. that put people in power. And yeah, so the first time he won, yeah. that machine put him in. Yeah. Then yeah. His, his second one, he didn't want to go along with him, so they took him out of power. And so he used his previous influence to dismantle the machine, which made him appear to be very honest, which is how he won his second term, uh, you know, two terms later. Yeah. This, uh, I this, knew about that. Yeah. This is how fucked up Grover Cleveland. So Grover Cleveland's first wife, okay, I believe is about 20, yeah, 27 years younger than he was. His wife, his wife was the daughter of a woman that she thought Grover Cleveland was going to marry. Whose husband died 
that Grover Cleveland blamed to be the father of that woman that he sexually assaulted. So, so I guess not to Quentin Tarantino it, but yeah. he sexually assaulted a woman. That woman got pregnant. He yeah. accused his best friend of being the father of the baby because he was dead and wasn't there to defend himself. She became a father figure to his daughter and kind of courted his widow. And instead of date marrying the widow, he married the daughter instead. That's Grover Cleveland within the first term. Um, but Joe, like I said, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, that's fascinating. I enjoyed the series, and I recommend you checking it out if you if you like, you know, learning about uh, presidents in that way. Yeah, sure. And you know, forty minutes—that's perfect. That's that's yes. uh, you know, twenty minutes to work, twenty minutes home. That's one podcast a day. Easy. Yep. Also, fun fact: uh, George Washington, most serious guy in the fucking world, and the only thing that he did that people thought was entertaining or fun is he named his dog Sugar Lips. Amazing. Yeah. Apparently, there was one time where some dude. Wanted to go like be chummy with Washington, and everyone's like, "Hey, don't do that." And he's like, "Why? He's a good guy. He's a he, you know he's a he's a he he, get, he people get along with him." And some dude betted him. He's like, "He's like, go touch his shoulder, and I will buy you dinner." Guy went up to uh, to uh, George Washington, tapped him on the shoulder, said, "How you doing, George?" And George took a step back, stared at him. That guy walked away and said, "Well, you owe me dinner, but I'm never doing that again." <laughs> so, um. I wow. do. I one hundred percent. I I don't really recommend things, but when I do, this is it. This is the thing. I I urge you. Like I said, thirteen episodes, forty forty five minutes a piece, whatever it is. But it's a it's a fantastic series, and like I said, I just I love the fact they didn't do one on Lincoln, so I'm okay with. I guess I'm okay with that. I would love to hear more about Lincoln's dark side. Um, but yeah, so I definitely I definitely recommend checking it out. Nice. So. All right. Hey, Joe. I'll, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. Good. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough for our listeners, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Excellent. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. And, of course, you can listen to our podcast, Audio Base, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search this freaking show. We'll pop up everywhere. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when they come out. And also, make sure you do the same thing at our Freakness Studios YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up on our videos you watch, you know, leave a comment, and uh, let us know uh, your opinions and thoughts on whatever you uh, listen, uh, watch or listen to, you know, because we love the feedback and uh, we uh, like to hear from you guys. And we do do the uh, best we can to uh, respond back. So, guys, that's all I got. As always, I am Travis Nah, I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.